What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. Yay! Yay! We need like cheers. We do. We, we need to get some audio in the background, right? Some, some cheering in the background. Audience participation. Yeah, make this super fun. Yeah. How are you doing, Deb? I'm doing well. Not very patient today, as you no. know. No. Why are you not <laughs> but, patient today? What's happening? Well... All right. So I, in general, I need to work on my patience. So let me just be transparent about that. But today before this recording, I noticed that my, my zoom needed to be updated. So I'm like, oh, no, easy peasy. Let's do that. Yeah, won't take, don't, won't take time at all. It won't. Well, I mean, why would it? Right. Hmm. And it didn't except my computer also needed updating and I didn't realize that. So I rebooted and it took forever. And so I was a little annoyed by that. So it kind of put me in a, you know, a mood, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> Are you in a poopy mood? Uh, a little tiny bit, but then That's I find a lovely face. Do you find the productive people are in general impatient? I think I want to say yes to that only because we want to get it done. We are driven to the completion point, to getting the thing, to getting to that milestone, to closing the chapter, to yay, we did it. So I would say yes to that. Yeah, I think my professional experience is that productive people are normally impatient just because they don't like to waste time. We don't, but I'm also finding that sometimes productive people, like say myself, do not wish to be interrupted and then the patience gets tried. So if I'm really focused and deep into something and someone comes along to ask a very important question or to tell me something that is relevant, I don't really want to hear it. Like, dude, working. I, I always feel like I need to have a sign that says, do not talk to me. Mm. But that would be kind of mean. Although, <laughs> although back Helpful. in my old corporate days, I did walk around with the sign saying, I'm not here. I would just stick it right to my chest. <laughs> I'm not funny. here. That is really funny. We should bring back that sign. I'm not yeah. here. I'm not speak. here. Talk to me at two or three or never. I'm not here. <laughs> I work in the basement and the kids come and hang out down here sometimes when I'm okay. working. And I did hang a sign up in the upstairs door. This says do not enter. It's a really pretty sign, right? A and pretty leave me alone sign. <laughs> Of course, everybody don't even look at the sign. They are just like, totally ignored it. So then Rob put the picture of a, you know, of a, <laughs> it's a funny inside joke between he and I, but he put a picture of a scroll with fangs, you know, like it's going to yes. attack you. <laughs> and the sign <laughs> says the scroll will attack you. And then people still ignore the sign. They still so, ignore the sign. I, I think it depends on who you're putting the sign for to see how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say if one were to try this out in an office, you would maybe want to talk to your colleagues 
or your kiddos. <laughs> yeah, make sure that people are on board. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is this is a fun little tidbit, but is that what we're talking about today? Disturbing no. <laughs> signs to keep people away or what is keep our, out, stay away. No, that is not topic today's topic. Although today. maybe we can talk about that next time, but this time we're talking about the exciting world of meetings to meet mm. or not to meet. That yeah. Question. And I think so. I think as you know, I mean, there's another wave of COVID variants coming up. But I think as like I'm experiencing a lot of my friends and my clients going back into their offices and their workspace. One thing that, of course, everybody's complaining about is the endless amounts of meetings that they have to attend once again. And I feel like one thing that people were really grateful for is that because Zoom meetings were so exhausting, it feels like the amount of meetings that people are having diminished or it was much more conscious of like how long yeah. people are spending and because who wants to be in a Zoom meeting for, you know, hours and hours at a time? Who wants so, to be in any meeting for hours and hours at a time? I know. I personally hate meetings. I have always hated meetings. Whenever I went to meetings, I would be the person that'd be like, can I stand, you know, and how long is this meeting <laughs> going to be? And what's the agenda? Yeah. And who is supposed to be talking? And whenever people are off course, I'm always be, I'm always the one like, that's not on the agenda. I am like yes. the, you know. Oh, the, so you are the meeting Nazi. I was the meeting patrol. Yes. Meeting patrol. Meeting everybody. patrol, more PC. Sorry. Yes. That's okay. I was like meeting patrol and making sure everybody's, you know, staying on task. But I haven't, I haven't had a real corporate job in a real long time. The only place, places that I go in meetings for are organizations I volunteer for. Okay. Those meetings tend to be very loosey-goosey too, because really we're volunteering at times and it's like, there's a lot of side discussions that kind of include. Uh, do they have agendas? So that because that's that's a thing. Seems like it seems like everybody has agendas, but they don't really get followed. That's my experience. Oh, really? Agendas are a loose guidelines to how to get things accomplished in a meeting. Huh. Well, shall we correct the record on that? <laughs> well, I think today maybe you can give us like, you know, so what are some of the suggestions you would give to people? if they were to have meetings in a more productive way, I think that's one strategy we could talk about. And sure. the other strategy, I have a few strategies of my own that I like to suggest. I've worked with a couple of companies on like okay. before COVID on having strategic ways of meeting that wasn't disruptive and increased productivity for the overall company that you know, I was like, oh, how do we do this? And so yeah. I came up with a couple of things. I mean, I'm sure that I didn't come up with them. I'm probably read them somewhere, but I put them together for put these, them to good use for these folks. And it changed a lot about the way they were doing business. So, so you go first. Like, what are okay. you? What are your thoughts on like best practices to stay productive and still have a ton of meetings? If you do a survey of just the average person walking down the street, they probably tell you they spend a lot of time in meetings mm -hmm. yeah. and they probably tell you that they don't want to be in those meetings. So yeah. I'd say the first order of business is figuring out who really needs to be in the meeting. Mm. Is it an all hands on deck sort of everybody or is it an all, all hands on deck for a department or is it just two people and just those two people? Or could we do away with the meeting altogether and just do a quick phone call or an email 
mm-hmm. or a text message or a Slack message or something else? Do we really have to meet? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, who are the key people? Is it a project-based sort of attendee um, roster? What, who should be in that meeting? And yes, 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 please have an agenda that you stick to. The agenda will give you a couple of things. What you will be talking about, mm-hmm. the time you start, the time you end, and please start and end on time mm-hmm. would be my suggestion. And then some action items at the end of that meeting. Ideally, there should be a note taker, I think. One person who agrees to write down all the things that were said, and then they should be shared where someone or all of the attendees can find them easily. So some kind of cloud location, very clear where they're going to be located and who is going to do what by when. So those are, to me, just some of the basics, the basics and the beginnings of let's have a meeting. Yeah. You you know what I mean? So just just some of the things to think about ahead of time. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that because I think it's so easy to just gather a whole bunch of people and half of the people (laughs) are disinterested in the meeting because they're like, why am I here? This is not even relevant to me. I remember, I mean, I haven't had a real, like real big corporate job since like the 1990s. (laughs) Well, we used to be in board meetings together, you and I. Yeah, yeah, but that was like very specific. Like, you know, the board meetings we had were the the board members and and like the people needed to be there were there, right? There wasn't yes. a whole lot of people that we gather around and said like, oh, come to the meeting. <laughs> you know, like, because when right. you work in corporate, it happens a lot. They'll be like, oh, we're going to have a impromptu marketing meeting about this thing. Why don't you come? We want to know your opinion. And no, I don't want to go to that meeting because it's not relevant to me. Even though you want to pick my brain. But you can ask that though, right? So if I were to invite you to a meeting, you could say, so what will I get out of this meeting? Mm -hmm. And will I be able to contribute something that is relevant or helpful to you in this meeting? Otherwise, how about you send me that recap? Yeah. (laughs) Well, Brene Brown has a mantra. She says uh, three times, be uncomfortable be uncomfortable rather than be resentful, be uncomfortable rather than be resentful, be uncomfortable rather than be resentful. And then she says, no, thank you. I don't want to go. I don't want to do that thing that you just asked me to. It's just a reminder, right? That yes, like, say yes to these things. It also means you're saying no to your productivity. It means you saying no to getting other That's things it. that are important than they're actually relevant to your work or they're actually relevant that you want to do. So gathering a whole bunch of people for a random meeting is just not a very good use of time. I like the idea of a note taker and somebody that reminds everybody of what they committed to. Well, I don't Um, know if I'm going to remind you, but I will take. Well, I mean, I think if you have a recap, right, where it's like Billy Bob committed to like doing X, Y and Z tasks. And if he Mm -hmm. didn't write it down, then nobody becomes accountable for that. So when you have a note taker. There's a person that makes all of those tasks accountable. I am normally at meetings that person that writes all of the things people agree to do and then create a yeah. task list and then send that out because, you know, and I follow up too. Like, did you do yeah. the thing you said you're going to do? <laughs> so you so, took nice. Yeah. So I think like in, in organizations where, you know, people are volunteers and they're, you know, trying to commit to something, it's good to, to keep people accountable. Maybe. And I, I refuse to participate in meetings that don't have a, a start time and an end time. Love it. <laughs> at love least, it, love it. At least a loosely, you know, around about saying like this meeting is going to be an hour and a half ish. I don't want to hear the ish. 
I, I want to yeah. get, I want, I want the start at one, end at two. I don't want any ish at all. <laughs> I haven't been in a meeting that was like started at one and ended at two in a real long time. Even when well, the said that. I think we have to respect other people's time mm-hmm. and the other things that they have to do because they don't have all day to sit in a meeting. I mean, as lovely as it might sound, which it does not, by the way, they have other things to do. So you need to be respectful of their time and the rest of the the things that they need to take care of. And so if we say the meeting is going to be 30 minutes, then we need to be 30 minutes. We need to start and end on time whenever possible. And if we find that we're going over even by just one or two minutes, we say, hey guys, we're going over by one or two minutes. Is that okay with you collectively? Or shall we just do the one or two minutes via email? What do you think? Like, think that through a little bit. Yeah. I think that I hate to always be the person that's like, you know, that have shame about like, no, you can't go. (laughs) Cause we are like, I have other things to do, but I feel like I'm always the person saying like, Hey, sorry, I got to go. Like, Time is that and like having to be the one to leave. So one organization I worked with, we established meeting free days, which I think is a little bit I more love that. Or there are companies that are establishing, you know, like Fridays and Mondays as meeting free days where people oh, have totally. the time to like catch up and do work instead of spending oh, yeah. endless amounts of times in meetings where where they don't get to get the work done. And, and I think the the research shows that an average employee spends five hours either in phone calls or in meetings. Oof, and they, you know, by the time, yeah, by the time they have a lunch break, there are only a couple of hours worth of work left that they can actually do productive things. And so, I'm sure there's somebody coming along, interrupting them in there mm-hmm. as well. And yeah. text messages and things that come in that take their attention away. So do they really even have five hours? Yeah, I didn't. I have never had a job in the age of technology, like the rest, the last real job I had in corporate. Once again, it was in the 1990s and yeah. we barely had email. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't like all of this disruption. So I always wonder how people get any work done. Especially we you work in a cubicle and right? somebody's walking by right? all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I did work in a cubicle and it was pretty disruptive. So I went to work super early. I was there at like ah. 6.30 in the morning. Wow. And by the time like 9.30 came around where the majority of the people came to work, I had already accomplished pretty much all of the work that I needed nice. to have done. So it felt good to like not, not be behind, but I'm, I'm an early riser, which meant that yes. I, you know I had to get up at like ungodly hour in the morning. So back Um, then, did you also have the no Monday meeting or the no Friday meeting? Did you? No. Okay. No. no. Uh, That was a strategy that I came for, came up with for one of my clients. That was, and you know, it doesn't have to be Mondays or Fridays. It could be Wednesdays. It could be any day. Like it could be a half day, right? Where you just letting people stay focused and just getting work done instead of having a whole bunch of meetings. One other strategy that I, I like to use is like stand-up meetings. Yes, yes, yes. And, I, I've, and walking read, meetings too. I, I read about them a long time ago and I was like, stand-up meetings are great because people yeah. tend to get tired when they're standing and then they, <laughs> they stay focused. And they get to it, right? Yeah, they get to it. They get right to the point. It's like, we're we're standing here. We're going to do this thing. And then we can, you know, disperse and go. So we don't have a conference room. We don't have snacks. We don't have coffee. It's just like, you know, three people standing with their legal notepad and a pen. And then we just (laughs) get stuff done. I think that's when an impromptu meeting is okay. I will say yes to an impromptu meeting. 
if we are walking from where I am to where I need to be, and you can get it done in those few minutes, mm-hmm. or if we're standing up, then we can talk. And it's, it's going to be short, concise, get right to it. What do you need me to do? And what are you going to do after? Like, what do I have to deliver? And is this even, am I even the person you need to deliver something? Mm-hmm. So I love that. Love, 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 love. So I think one question that we got not that long ago was like, what do you do when you can't say no to any of these meetings and that you just kind of like, so do you have any strategies for people to just kind of like, how do you dash out of meetings when you're expected to be (laughs) in them and still get all your work done and be still productive? Yeah, I do. I do go back to what I said earlier. I think being forthright with your manager, supervisor, whomever your direct report, whomever you report into to say, you know, by attending this meeting, it will take me away from this important project X that I'm working on that you assigned to me that, you know, I, I won't be able to manage that. So if I am needed, am I, can I stay for the portion that I'm needed for? I think offering some options so that it's not just, oh, I don't want to attend this meeting. It's going to be boring. It's more, I really want to attend to this important thing that you know I'm working on. And so can I come in? just for the portion that it's relevant to me, or if it's not, if it's all right, can I get an email recap and, you know, whatever piece you need me to work on, I can work on that. So I think having that rapport with your, your person, your manager, your supervisor is really important. And to be able to feel comfortable offering that up. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you will be sitting in said meeting for however long it is, and it will be painful for you. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I think what I hear you saying is like communication becomes really important when you're trying to be productive in a, in an organization that is driven by meetings, because I don't think everybody sees meetings as a waste of time. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they're not. Yeah, sometimes they're not. You and I run businesses and I think that we can see relevance to meetings all the time and we can also see how they can be a waste of time. And I think sometimes meetings are also a way to build community that may seem like it's not a very good use of the time, but it's building, you know, it's building relationships between uh, your team members. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of moving parts to (laughs) meetings that I yes. think sometimes like we, we productive people don't necessarily understand or see. And the person that is, you know, putting the meeting together may not necessarily explain fully. So uh, yeah, meetings are, meetings are hard. They are tricky, but of course, you know, I'm going to say there's an app for that. <laughs> there is an app for that. So I talked about oh. agenda and action items and where to find the meeting recap and all of that. There is an app called fellow.app.app. And I found out about them on Twitter, of course, because I'm always on Twitter. And they have all of those things. They have meeting templates. So if you always have a similar kind of meeting with all the same similar types of data, so maybe you always have the date and the time and the type of meeting that it is, and then the outcomes and who's going to do what, they, you can pull from a bunch of templates that they have It's all stored in one location. You can invite people outside of your organization to to see that part of your meeting and the agenda and the notes. So it's not just for inside. It can be also for vendors and other people that you work with. So I love that notion. Now, I have not used fellow.app, but I love the features that it says it offers. So I would be willing to at least give it a test drive. So check out fellow.app. 
dot app. And no, they did not pay me to say that. I just happen to know them on Twitter. <laughs> no, this podcast is complete ad free. All it is. Of the things that we're talking about are completely out of our own personal liking or reading or, or experience of some kind. Yeah. So at, at this point in the podcast, we're just giving away all of our free <laughs> advice. I have never heard of that app, but that sounds interesting. Yeah. I, I know you like you like things that organize, you know, I things. Do. And that sounds like the perfect, the perfect tool for meeting, gathering information. Evernote also, by the way. So Evernote has meeting templates. So if you're an Evernote user, you don't have to keep wasting time rec- recreating the same thing that you use on a regular basis. Mm. Right. So it just, it shapes off that, you know, extra couple of minutes or hours, depending on how long it takes you to do something like that. Even if you're just saving one minute by using a template, when you add up those minutes over time, it you know, obviously it, it counts. It counts against how much time you have to focus on other things. So whenever you can use a template, use an app if you'd like, or just have in mind that you're always going to have an agenda. There'll always be an action item. There'll always be something assigned to someone to complete mm-hmm. by a certain date. Now, the follow-up piece, I feel like that can get a little murky. So you're good about following up. And if you're a manager who isn't, then, you know, maybe an app like fellow would, would be needed because it can kind of help you do some of that too. Yeah, that's really good. I think one last, one last question that comes up for me about yes. meetings, like, what do you do with all of the notes you take after the meetings? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I do with the notes after our meetings. I take a picture of them and I upload them to a note inside of Evernote. I have a notebook for productivity lovers. And in there, I have the name of our meeting as well as underscore with the date. And I put them in there all the time, just like that. And then after a few weeks, I say goodbye to the paper. That is a little harder (laughs) for me to do, but I don't like paper. I just always think, well, what if Evernote kind of goes away or something happens to Evernote that I won't have my paper. But honestly, how long has it been since I've been using Evernote? It hasn't gone away. Yeah. So I'm going anywhere. I'm thinking it's okay. (laughs) The truth is, is I think it's like the 80, 20 rule here, right? 80% of your notes are going to be completely useless. And 20% of it may have some relevancy that may be useful at some point. How many times have I gone back to review our meeting notes? A couple of times. Oh, you have? Yeah. A couple of times. But if I didn't have them, it's okay because I still have access to you. <laughs> that is true. You can always I have a backup. <laughs> we still have memories. Like what we was still the have memories. Discussed and what did I agree to do? I know. So, I mean, obviously do, do what you need to do. I know I'm sure certain industries require you to keep certain things for a length of time. Yep. Meeting notes may not fall under that category of things to keep for a really long time, but you can just snap a picture or scan it and upload it to a meetings folder. Yeah, unless I mean, you work for the president and all of your notes have to be kept. Well, there's that. Yeah, there's that. Then there are different different rules for that. I'm right. using an app that is totally free right now. It's called oh. Adobe Scan. Ah, yes, 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 yes. And it's super easy to use. Like you know, you just snap a couple of pictures. It converts it to a PDF, and then you yep. can send it to people via email, text message. You can upload it to yeah. uh, several apps like like Google Drive and Dropbox, Evernote, and yeah, there's probably like twelve different other options of things you can do with it. 
and it's super easy. I tend to just upload that stuff to my Dropbox mm-hmm. because it's easy for me to find. It's easy to do. Yep. Easy to do. I like scanning. I do get rid of the paper right away. I have oh, you do immediately? Yeah, I don't have any problems oh, getting rid of it. Oh, I aspire to be more like you. But that's because I, I do have, so in my Adobe app, in yeah. the homepage, there are all of the scans that I have ever done and they are okay. just stored there. So I'm, you know, that stuff is stored in my, in my phone. It feels like forever. So I feel okay. like I already have a backup plan to the back. Oh, good. I like using Scannable, which connects to Evernote. It's by Evernote, so it makes sense, right? So I just, I scan it and I send it to the appropriate note or notebook and then I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I just have to work harder at letting go of the paper. (laughs) I think I do have, so I do take notes during meetings as a way to stay focused. Yes. Um, A lot of the notes I take are just not legible at all. I'm always like, what was I saying here? What did I write down? Because there'll be just random words or random things that just kind of the person has said and I wrote it down. So in my notes, my handwriting is terrible. So a lot of the times I can't even read what I wrote. Okay, so there's, that's it. No point holding on to that. But what I do, what I do do during meetings is I have a separate page just okay. for my tasks or ideas or things that, or questions okay. or things that came up. It's just like a very actionable page that okay. I keep independent from my notes. So if I okay, scan okay. my notes, they're not really legible and completely useless. It's just a matter of like, to feel like it's okay for me to let go of the paper, but the one page with all of my actions, okay, I actually, you hold on to, to like disperse the thing into different parts of like Mm -hmm. things that need to happen. So that's my, yeah, that's my only other tip on meetings and conferences and things like that. I think, you know, try not to capture every single thing that's coming out of the meeting, but the more relevant things and use keywords. So we use keywords a lot when we're talking about tagging digital files, but when you're taking notes, you can use some one or two words that will jog for you you know, jog your memory for that portion of the meeting that you wanted to remind yourself about. And if there is a meeting note taker, then obviously that makes life a little easier as well. I don't think you need to hold on to the paper, of course, but I do, I do love that there are all of these various options of writing. And I love, you can type your meeting notes if you'd like, you can rely on someone else to do that. And I love your point about how writing can help you to stay focused and present in the meeting. All right. So, you know, if you start doodling, then, you know, you're kind of off <laughs> going somewhere else. Doodling is helpful too, right? I think it's a, it's sure. a way to engage the brain so you can, you can hear what's being said without mm-hmm. wandering into like la la land. <laughs> I know nobody out there listening is wandering off into la la land, right? You may, you may be wandering <laughs> off into la la land right now. Right now. I know. <laughs> Ah. Okay, so some of uh, uh, maybe I didn't write the stuff down, didn't okay. take any notes. So maybe well, like recapping some of, our t- some, some of our tips for today was like, maybe have some stand-up meetings. Stand-up or walking meetings, yes. Mm-hmm. Have an agenda, action items with deadlines, who will do what. Maybe have a note taker, store your notes in the same location. If you're a team, put them all in the same location that everybody has access to, that would help. And a few apps like Evernote or fellow.app can help. You have a scanning app. Remind me, Adobe Scan is your app. You can use Scannable. Let me see, did I get everything? Oh, no, we didn't mention when we were on the board together while in the meeting, we used Robert's Rules. 
Do you we remember? Did, yeah. I was pretty strict. Um, we'll put a link to Robert's rules in the show notes for for today. But Robert's rules is really intended to keep everybody focused and on track and not going off on to a million different tangents. Yeah, I haven't read you know, Robert's rules in a real long time, long time. like I know. 10 years, but I wonder how that would be relevant to just like corporate meetings. <laughs> well, I mean, I, th- I think we could probably pull pieces mm-hmm. of it. You know, part of it is not talking over each other and yeah. making sure that one thought has been completed before mm-hmm. the next one starts, you know, and maybe saying something relevant versus just saying something to say something. So if you're going to say something that's in agreement with someone else, you really have to say it. You know what I mean? So I think there are certain pieces of it that we could probably use in a corporate world or in a small team environment. So we'll put a link to Robert's rules. That sounds cool. And I think I think one of the other tips that I talked about was uh, having meeting free days. Oh, yes. Yes, I do love that. I especially after you come back from vacation, please do not schedule a meeting on Monday morning if you can avoid it. Yeah. Please give yourself some buffer, <laughs> some yes. time to just kind of catch up and regroup. So I love that. Love, 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 love that. I'm always grumpy on Monday meetings. Yeah, I don't. I think if you have to have a Monday meeting, I would say Monday afternoon is better than Monday morning. But, you know, just my two cents. Cool beans. Lots of good stuff today. I hope that yeah. we totally get it. Like meetings are a total distraction to your productivity. And uh, it's something that we're going to go back to having more and more as we go back to our old way of living, not the lovely COVID Zoom time meeting that we have had (laughs) over the last couple of years. If you're using some amazing meeting strategies for you, yourself, your team, your company, and you'd like to share that with us, we would love to hear about it. So find us on social media and uh, tag us along and let us know what you're doing. Yep. And you can find us, of course, at productivitylovers.com. Thanks for joining us once again. We'll see you soon. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.